You have probably heard it said throughout the years in your church that you can be so heavenly minded, but no earthly good. (laughs) You know, the people that clap and shake their head up and down and dance and shout and all of that. I, I get that concept. I, I get it. You know, it's, we, we are to be in the world, but not of the world, right? But I don't know. I find that people that have a good connection to heaven, they're the ones that are having real revival. That's what makes the apostolic church so powerful. That when you walk into a powerful atmosphere, Pentecostal worship, tongue talking, hand clapping, Holy Ghost rolling, Jesus name, this and that and everything, uh, you realize with what you feel and what you sense inside of your soul that, whoa, it's not just us here, but it's like the throne of God has descended down upon that location. And there are angels with their wings uplifted and covering their body and uh, just joining in worship with you as we all exalt the Lord together. And I just, uh, I I don't know, it troubles me when I... It's it's like if you're if you're heavenly minded, connected to heaven, visions, dreams, whatever, you're 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 nothing. It would be better to have a better understanding of social media. It would be better to have an understanding of uh, platform lights and coffee <laughs> and groups and therapy. All of those things, all of those things are fine, but. Uh, I don't know. I know Jesus is here. I know he's inside of us. But when he we pray, as he taught us, pray to your father who is in heaven. <laughs> Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> Where do you think all of these wonderful things that we have came from? Where did healing come from? Where did casting out of devils come from? Where did uh, the power of remission of sins come from? Where did talking in tongues come from? Y'all, it came from heaven. It came from heaven. What did Jesus say? The 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 uh, the 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 church here on earth at Fifth and Victory is at hand. No, he said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. <laughs> and so I want to in the this uh, season in returning to podcasting really I don't know talk about heaven, the powers of heaven, specifically angels. And I'm doing this because I feel it. I'm doing this because I feel the Holy Ghost speaking to me about it. I do this because it's jumping out at me uh, when I read the Bible. And people are asking me questions about angels. And so we're going to talk about angels. And I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. And I have found if you will get interested in angels and what they do, they'll get interested in you. You get interested in the things that matter to angels, you'll start seeing them. So that's, it's as simple as that. So uh, I want angels with me. I want them working with me. It's a very uh, special to me whenever I'm praying for somebody at the altar and I feel a hand on my back and I turn around and wondering who is partnering with me in prayer for this person. I turn around and nobody's there. Okay. Uh, Whenever I'm praying for somebody and I hear a voice whisper in my ear, uh, something like pray for their lower back. And then I open my eyes and look and nobody's there. I realized it was an angel. So that happens to me. And several years ago, actually more than several, uh, uh, probably close to a decade now, I began to have interaction with angels. I studied about them. I learned about them. And they have, 
from time to time minister to me. So I want to share some of my insight with you, be a blessing to you about it, and uh, how it can uh, just change the atmosphere of your church and how you reach out to people. Because we need help, and we need the partnership of heaven uh, with us. Uh, What are you going to do when you're thrown in prison, right? Uh, we need angels to break us up out of there. What are you going to do when you're uh, almost shipwrecked like Paul? Well, we need an angel to stand by us and keep us safe, okay? So, I, you know, angels are powerful, um, but, you know, they're not the greatest. Uh, Jesus is greatest. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, a big disclaimer about angels because the Jews were into them. Those early Jewish Christians, I mean, they lived for that stuff and had doctrines about them and believed that all of them had their own angels, which, you know, is true. But they were just very, very into angelology. Not a good thing because what happens is it's it's kind of like that brazen serpent in the Old Testament. It was used for, for miracles. It was used for something really great and special, but it became a god. And the works of God should never become greater than God. The things made by God should never become greater than God. And that can become a great temptation among us. You start worshiping angels. That's when you're going to have uh, angels masquerading as angels of light appear to you and deceive you and promise you more power. And just uh, in summarize, they'll drag your soul to hell. That has happened among us. A lot of powerful men and women of God have been deceived by angels who appear to be angels of light because they got so much into the angels. Understand this. Jesus is greater than the angels. He is. And if you've got Jesus, you can get the angels. So, but that doesn't mean we don't study it. That doesn't mean we don't um, entertain it. That doesn't mean we don't uh, become aware of it. We just don't worship the angels. Uh, yeah. Uh, what happens in Revelation? John falls down before an angel and he gets mad. It, it, like like uh, righteous indignation. Get up, get up. Don't worship me. Don't worship me. Worship the Lord. I'm among you. <laughs> So they want to partner with us. They want to work with us. They they serve the Lord. They have a complete allegiance to the Lord and doing everything they can to see God's will fulfilled in the earth, to see prophecy fulfilled in the earth. And that's how we should think and feel about it. So uh, read uh, Hebrews chapter 1. Jesus is the highest and we should not worship angels. Okay, uh, God existed before he created anything. He was always there before anything he made, including the angels. Colossians 1, 16 and 17. Now, angels are, are above us. Uh, we were made a little lower than, than them. Psalm 8, right? So there is a, um, I guess, uh, there should be a feeling of respect and awe when they are in our presence. You know, they're different than us. Their purpose is different. They're of a different created order, but we all serve the same God. We all have the same Messiah. Now, there's just no redemption offered to angels, only to us, and it's mysterious to them, and they love to look into it and watch and, and watch it, which we'll get to here in a minute. So, but And understand this, when it comes to the spirit world, prophecy, dreams, visions, angels, demons, all of that stuff, always remember what Paul said, 1 Corinthians 13, we only know in part, okay? We know only in part. So I think even if you had a complete full biblical spiritual understanding of angels all that's available to us you only know in part it's kind of god's way i think of keeping people that are connected to the spirit world sort of like humble (laughs) it's how it's how he balanced us out it's like you don't have the full revelation Uh, that which is perfect when it is come the, the return of christ then we will know but right now it's just a part it's just a word of knowledge 
It's just a word of wisdom. Most dreams and tongues and interpretation you get, it's sort of in a dark, mysterious saying, and you sort of have to, it almost like you have to have the gift of interpretation to get the full uh, idea behind it, okay? So, yeah, remember that, and remember in 1 Corinthians 2, 13 and 14, we're natural men, and we can't receive spiritual things sometimes, so understand that. So be humble about this, be careful what you share, be careful what you tell, what you understand, but the main thing is... I just, I want him around us. I want to fear the Lord and I want an angel camping right by me. I want him living in my house. I want him in my car. I want him where I go. That's what I want. So I want to live a life essentially that attracts angels. A life that angels feel comfortable around. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. Take God's love to another level in your life by giving to the ministry of this podcast. Give an offering through Cash App, PayPal, or Venmo at Justin C. Gleason. Thanks and be blessed. So, but we want to go through some uh, just a, some biblical concepts about them. So, let's start with this: where where were angels created, or when were they created? I believe I found the answer to that. Uh, Psalm one hundred four, really simple in the Bible. Listen to this. It says, or yeah, we'll just start in Psalm 104. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty. Who cover yourself with light and with a garment. Who stretch out the heavens like a curtain. He lays the beams of his upper chambers in the waters. Who makes the clouds his chariots. Who walks on the wings of the wind. Who makes his angels spirits. His ministers a flame of fire, who laid the foundation of the earth, so that it should not be moved forever. You covered it with the deep, as with a garment the water stood above the mountains, and at your rebuke they fled. Okay. So this is a psalm, and it's about the the the, the majesty of the Lord and his creation. And in this psalm, the psalmist had to have been carried away into a a high level of the spirit as he wrote this and worship unto the Lord. Really a lot of these Psalms, I think are chants or uh, prayers that they heard angels pray in heaven and they just got swept away with them and wrote about things that were prayed in heaven. So I really think this is a prayer of the angels that the Psalmist got revelation of. And so it's a recap of creation. Okay. Who covers yourself with light with a garment who stretched out the heavens like a curtain who lays the beams of the upper chambers in the waters. That's day one and day two of creation. So day one, uh, God says, let there be light. Day two, God says, let dry ground appear. So earth comes up out of that water. Okay. Then God creates a um, uh, some Bible translations and expanse. It's really the atmosphere of the earth bet- uh, between what is from the ground and, and up into the clouds. That, the air. <laughs> and in my opinion, that's the spirit world. So... Okay, so God does that on day two, creates an expanse or creates the atmosphere between the land, the seas, and up into the air. So what's in between there? It's called the expanse, uh, the firmament, right? So then after that happens, verse 8, what does he make? He makes his angels spirits, his ministers a flame of fire. And so that's what I teach. Angels were not created before day one. 
they weren't created in with along with the pre-Adamic race, the gap theory, all of that. I believe the Bible. I like the Bible, and as I interpret it there, and I'm sure you can too, it's as simple and as plain as day that angels were created on day two. Okay? And then in verse 5, after he made the angels of spirits and ministers of fire, it says in verse 5, who laid the foundations of the earth so that it should not be moved forever. So that was the first thing that angels saw. The foundations of the earth appeared. Uh, For those of you that are like, out of two or three scriptures, every doctrine must be established. (laughs) I only need one for a a scriptural doctrine to be established. But for those of you that insist upon two or three, you know, two or three tongues in a church and two or three scriptures for a doctrine, here's your second one. Job chapter 38. Uh, The sons of God were there present on creation and when the foundations were laid and they sang and they clapped and danced. Okay. So, yeah, they were created on day two when the dry ground appeared. So there you go. Um, yeah, that's when they were created day two. So they didn't see light created. Light existed. They when they were created out of out of the the, the spirit world, which is air, I think, and some sort of fire that exists in the atmosphere that we don't even know about yet. You know, Noah discovered uh, vast amounts of water that existed up in the atmosphere and uh, down beneath. And I think uh, in the final judgment, there is fire that exists in the atmosphere that we don't even know about that is going to be present at that time. It's going to fall. It's going to arise and it will be something. Uh, If you don't believe me, then you don't believe me. But for those of you, I feel a witness right now in the Holy Ghost that what I just said is true. There is fire in the atmosphere that angels were made out of. The spirit world, the air about, about with it, they were made out of. And it happened on day two. So he didn't just make one or two, but no, it's armies. Uh, the Bible uses the term in Genesis to the host, the host of heaven. That's referring to angels. Angels are part of the creation of, of heaven. So, um, I mean, you read in Isaiah, book of Isaiah talks about uh, the host of heaven being assembled and ready for war. Uh, you look in um, James chapter 5, verse 4, the Lord of Sabaoth. That is not the word Sabbath. All of you Sabbath keepers out there. <laughs> it's talking about the the Lord of armies of heaven, Sabaoth. Armies of heaven. So when he created him on day two, they, it was a host of vast huge innumerable amount of angelic beings were created on day two so yeah going back now to uh what they were made out of okay so yeah we like we read in psalm 104 and also it quotes it in hebrews 114 angels are ministering spirits they're spirit they're not of the earth they were not created of the dust like adam although angels did witness that on day six so they're not of the earth they are spirit They came from a fire that exists somewhere in the atmosphere, in the air, when they were created. And so a lot of them, and I've seen them, they appear to be like a bronze color. It's, um, some of them look like, uh, like copper, like a beautiful copper. And then some it's, I don't know what it is. It's like when the Holy ghost is upon them, the spirit of God from heaven is upon them. It almost looks like have you ever seen, uh, if you go to like a, like an old, like a, like a little place that's like a, an old town antique theme and you got a blacksmith there and he's making the iron and he's slamming that hammer down on that anvil and you look at the, the, uh, 
I don't know what he's making, some kind of a cast iron tool, and it's that bright red, orange, amber color. That's what it looks like. Their face, their countenance. So, yeah, fire is very much associated with the uh, created aspects of angels. Uh, Moses sees one in a burning bush. Yeah, fire. Uh, Angels can come and go through fire, it seems like. Judges 13, uh, Manoah and his wife, the parents of Samson, an angel, uh, uh, you know, is there with them in the fire. Okay, He ascended up in the fire. He appears to them and he goes up in the fire. So uh, Isaiah, who had a lot of connections to angels, he called them in the Hebrew seraphim, which means like fiery ones. So they they look like fire. Uh, Daniel chapter 10 uh, talks about the angels to appear like bronze and their faces like lightning. So yeah, yeah, the... The elements of fire and the elements of what you what you see in the sky, like the color of lightning. So that's yeah, it's something. A lot of the elements of the upper atmosphere. That's what you're going to see in the physical descriptions of an angel's countenance. So yeah, they're bright, um, spectacular. I don't know if they're naturally like that. I'd I'd like to think it's just the glory of God that shines. It's the glory of God that does that. Okay, have you ever been in a service and you see uh, people's face kind of brighten up? Yeah, it's real. The glory of God will brighten up somebody's countenance, especially when somebody's getting the Holy Ghost, somebody after baptism, their countenance brightens up. And I think the Holy Ghost just does this in, in a in a even more intensified way for people uh, when the glory of God is upon them. Uh, you look at Moses, he's in the, the presence of the Lord there in the tabernacle and comes out and his face is so bright he has to put a... A veil over his face, okay, because uh, he God didn't want the uh, the people to see the glory fading from his face. <laughs> so yeah, that's another subject for another time. But so I that's what I think happens. They're they're made of air and like a fire and a fire that exists in the atmosphere that was created on day two. Elements that we have not even uh, discovered yet, but we will in the time of the judgment. You know, Noah seemed like a fool to say it would rain because it never rained. Only a mist came up from the ground. But sure enough, the windows of heaven opened up and the fountains of the great deep broke up. And I just think there's a fire that exists in the atmosphere that we don't even know. But one day, uh, fire will fall from heaven. It'll come up from the earth and the earth will be judged just like it was with water. Hey, then some people will survive and repopulate the earth for a thousand years, all of that. But you and I, we're going to be caught up into heaven. Praise the Lord. Okay, so I believe there's many different types of angels throughout the Bible doing specific purposes. But after reading my Bible many times and, and looking for angels in the Bible and, I guess, uh, capturing thoughts, adding them into a collection of angels, I've grouped them up into four major groups. And uh, I call them the praise and worship angels, the warring angels, the messenger angels, and the ministering angels. And what's interesting is other authors have seen this too. I didn't get this revelation from anybody else's book. I got it through the Bible, but I looked around in other books about angels. They've grouped angels up into four similar categories. And it kind of makes sense. You look even at four major types of evil spirits in Ephesians 6. You have principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness. So every, I think every, you got four major evil high-ranking angelic beings in the heaven that fell along with uh, Satan. 
So it makes sense that there's four evil. There's originally four good. So I think in generally you can group angels into these four different types, all created on day two, all created by God, but with different purposes. So like praise and worship angels, that's the seraphim and the cherubim. They're around the throne of God. They raise up their wings. They touch each other's wings. They cover their bodies. They fly. They cry out night and day in the presence of God. Okay, these are the ones that are going to show up in church with you when, during worship service. I'm telling you, I have, oof. I've been here at our church in Kansas City. It actually just happened a few Sundays ago. I, you could just feel the atmosphere change. And usually it's like the atmosphere drops like 10 degrees in a worship service. And then people start to go nuts for God. I mean, people are falling out. People are rolling in the floor, which angels do, by the way. Uh, in praise and worship angels, you got some Ezekiel Psalm. They they look like wheels rolling around. Where, where do you think holy rolling came from? Because <laughs> you got angels that look like wheels rolling around. Uh, angels raise up their wings. Where do you think uh, hand raising came from? Angels. Uh, angels, when they move, their wings sound like uh, uh, great waters in the ocean. Where do you think hand clapping came from? It's all angelic. It's all worship design. For us to worship the way they've been worshiping around the throne in heaven for uh, since day two of creation, okay? So praise and worship angels. So, so in the apostolic church, we're, we love the glory of God. We love the Holy Ghost. But it's not like we're used to it, but it's almost like we're f- so familiar with it that it doesn't make us react in, uh, in a way that we normally don't do. But when an angel comes down, I think it brings a glory of God that we're not used to. And that's when people go berserk and it's just like all over the church, just boom. So I love that. That's how the throne of heaven is. So warring angels. (laughs) So these are the ones with swords. These are the ones that are as big as tall as pine trees that could just uh, wipe the enemy out just with, you know? Uh, So yeah, death angel on Passover warring angel. Michael is a warring angel. It's it's angels with swords. And I think King David, he saw him. Very familiar with him. You know, look at a lot of the uh, men of the Bible. They had encounters with angels. So Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, angels. Moses, angels. Joshua, angels. David, angels. All the prophets, angels. <laughs> the apostles, angels. I mean, they want to be involved with us, so. Yeah, that's right. So then messenger angels, my personal favorite. I like these messenger angels. They simply reveal to men and women the prophetic fate of God's divine plan and action. So yeah, a messenger angel appeared to me in 2020. It was uh, the first Sunday of the lockdowns. It was um, March 22nd, I believe. I don't have that date in front of me. But yeah, but around, around March... March 22nd, 2020, a messenger angel from heaven appeared to me and it was, we were all scared and worried about the lockdown and the angel spoke to me, the word of the Lord and said, some will die, but most will live. After 60 days, the church shall regather. There will be three pandemics, some say four. And the vision ended. And when I went after the ending of that, I woke up and thought I'd, I'd had a dream. That's a lot of, when you when you have an interaction with an angel or a spiritual encounter when you come to it feels like you just woke up. I'm, I'm telling you, it's something. But yeah, they'll give messages like uh, Gabriel to Mary, reveal God's divine prophetic fate upon her life and the Son of God. Then you have ministering angels. 
These are the angels, I think, that live on the earth. They appear to look like like human beings, and they live among us. And I don't know, they like give a report uh, of our lives to God. So praise and worship angels, warring angels, messenger angels, I think they primarily live and dwell in the upper atmosphere where they were originally created and descend upon the earth for certain assignments. The ministering angels, they live among us. They're the ones that encamp with us. They're the ones that dwell with us and do a lot of things to minister to us. So those are the four types of angels that I think were created. You can, Any angel you read about, you can generally group them uh, into that. So do these angels uh, have names? Do they have names? A lot of them do. A lot of them do. But what I find is interesting you really don't start hearing about angels giving their names until after the Jews came back from exile in Babylon. That's when they start revealing their names. Gabriel and Michael were the first to reveal their names. And even I've heard of other ministers. I've never asked an angel for his name, and none have ever told me their name. But other men and women have that have had interaction with angels. Sometimes they'll reveal their names. But I, I believe that they all have... They're not like... Uh, assembled clones or robots, but they all have, even though they're, they all have, you know, a unified purpose, they're grouped into categories, they're all individuals, I believe. They're called ministers, messengers, watchers, hosts, sons of the Almighty, sons of Almighty God. Uh, some are referred to as chariots and cherubim and seraphim. But just like Gabriel and Michael, I think they all do kind of give their name. So another aspect about them in, in Psalm, Psalms, uh, our original text, Psalm 104, looking at Psalm 103, verse 19, the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding to the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you hosts, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. Wow. So angels excel in strength. They're exceedingly strong. All of them are. None of them are weak. All, 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 all of them could pick up a mountain and throw it into the sea. No problem, right? So, but then you see also here, they do his word. They live by his word. They speak his word. They heed his voice. Bless the Lord, all you host. All angels are blessed of God. So those are some other common traits that are there. I think especially the angels that are messengers, they're very wise and very intelligent. You look at the way they uh, speak to Daniel. You know, they, I, don't, I don't even know if they know, even quite know how to socially interact with us. You know, when they appear, it's just like they don't say hi. I think the only angel to ever greet a human being was Mary. <laughs> you know, said, Hail Mary, <laughs> right? Most of them, they just show up, give the word, and leave. It's like not a social deal. I don't know, I've had sto heard stories about <laughs> angels uh, appearing to preachers in their office and having coffee with them and then give a word and disappear. <laughs> but, um, they serve the Lord, but I do think they have an interest in us. They do. So like Daniel chapter 10, an angel spoke to Daniel concerning his people, their future, their fate, when they would return to the land. I think they, they care about God's people, uh, one I really like, Luke 15, Jesus said, There's joy in the presence of angels over one sinner who repents. I have seen this. My eyes have opened in visions. 
A lot of time in altar calls, I'll see angels appear around people who are repenting because they know that's the beginning of something great. It's it's something that they just uh, celebrate when people turn from their sins. So yeah, you want to keep angels happy, living around you, having a joyous life, live a repentant life, stay away from sin because they know what sin did. They know the destructive forces that it that happened up in heaven when Lucifer sinned and fell and and when Adam and Eve listened to the devil there, sin and fell. So when people turn away from that, they get excited. Okay. So First uh, Peter chapter 1 and 12, talking about prophecy. Angels desire to look into the fulfillment of prophecy in our lives. So, so there you have it. I hope that has uh, piqued your interest in some angelic activity. This was more of a Bible study, which we do from time to time. But just understand this, angels were created by God on day two from the elements of the atmosphere, fire that exists up there that you and I don't even know about. He categorized them. Even though they're a host, they are categorized, and I believe they all have individual names and they all serve a, a purpose. And one day, you and I, when we join the Lord in heaven, uh, we're going to be as the angels. We're going to be as the angels someday in heaven. That is our future, and I want angels to work with us. I want them to encamp around me. I want them to watch over my wife when I'm not there, watch over my kids when I'm not there, watch over saints in this church while I'm not there, help us in times of trouble. So we'll talk more and more through the weeks about angels, how to get them working and activating in your life when you can sense they're near, uh, how to decipher between angels and demons. We'll also get to that, so a lot of uh, great stuff coming your way bringing you lots and lots of God, Bible, and church as we return to uploading the Justin C. Gleason podcast. The Justin C. Gleason podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Press follow and become a loyal listener. Give a five-star rating and write a great review. You can also get more content from me at the Life Church KC podcast. You're here to listen, and I'm here to talk. Pastor Justin, occasionally I get to hear your podcast, listen to it to get advice on my relationship with my wife. It's good Brian stuff. Parkey, Missouri District Superintendent. out of it that have ministered to me, but, but I've never listened to a podcast without turning it off and to say, saying to my wife, you know what, he's got an amazing voice. It's made for that. But it's more than the tone. It's more than the cadence. It has spiritual significance, and there's a lot of people listening to you. Wow. And as... The Lord tarries. You're no longer that child in the wilderness. You're no longer out there developing your own center stage. You are the voice of God for this church, this city, and to thousands of others. So keep pointing them to Jesus. Wow. And keep preparing the way. And tell them, make this path straight. Wow, that's another bishop in my life, Bishop Brian Parkey, United Pentecostal Church, Missouri District Superintendent. Um, that right there was my installation service here at the Life Church, Kansas City. This past April 2023, pre preached a powerful word and uh, preached to the church, preached really to me, and put such a um, a new 
fire inside of my heart to continue to preach and to teach, not only as a pastor, not only as a, a preacher to live audiences in, congreg- in the congregation, Bible studies across kitchen tables, all of that, but to also use this type of platform as a podcaster. It just blessed me. And and to think that my superintendent is listening to this and being blessed, is that just ministers to me. So I really took note of that. When he said, you, God's given you a great voice, it's, but it's not just the tone and cadence, but the spiritual significance. And we're, we're coming back to the, to the podcast. We've been on a break for seven months, and I did that because I felt it was important. It was not because I don't have time. I do have time. It's, I wanted to give this church, the live church, as much focus as I could in the first uh, season of pastoring. So, we did, so it's been seven months, and I just feel a release from the Holy Ghost and a release from other elders in my life. And just fans, I mean, it's just like messages pouring in, pouring in. Where are the podcasts? Where is it? Is it, you know, it needs to return. And I just felt it was time. And so that's our goal uh, that Bishop Parkey said, keep pointing them to Jesus. And that's what we're doing in a way that you're not going to hear in a pulpit, in a way you would hear in a <laughs> kind of like a conversation. And so I've really sat back and wondered do I change this podcast much because I'm a pastor now? And I, I'm still not sure about that. You know, it's, it's people hate change, but they love something new. And I don't know if, if the way I feel now, I feel like keeping the same kind of attitude, the same persona about it, making this more like an edutainment platform. It's education, but a lot of humor, good quality of humor yeah, from time to time, it, it's it's there's a comedy aspect to it. There's a little bit of ridicule to it, but all in good fun. You know, we're we're not spewing hate on this show for anybody. Now we'll get um, I guess, a critical from time to time as we see fit. But um, I'm just glad to be back, and I'm I'm glad to know that um, the loyal listeners are sticking with me and staying with me, and. I just got to tell you, I try to be, I don't know, um, obviously you can say you're humble, but we all know humility is not what you say, it's how you feel. You can get up like Brother Cole say, get up and say, I'm God's worst, I'm just nothing, no good. <laughs> and, and just put yourself down and be so full of arrogance and pride. Okay, You can post videos of yourself feeding homeless people and still be full of yourself and full of the devil, Okay. So it's not what you do, it's how you feel, and I don't know, for me, it's never been about downloads. For me, why I do this, it is, I just simply like to make good podcasts, (laughs) and it really doesn't matter to me how many are listen to me or don't, it really doesn't, I just love making, for me, it's so fun to just study and prepare and create and, and to talk and to record, all of that, but I don't even I don't even like to tell um, how many downloads I get. Although people ask, I'm just <laughs> like, well, how much do you have in your bank account? You know, it's just kind of a private thing. You know, podcast really doesn't, I guess, exhibit its stats. Now it does on YouTube and social media and things like that. But from time to time, I do like to, and I just um, I just want to give some stats here 
for the last seven months, I, I really worried. I thought people aren't going to listen, but no. Oh, did they ever? People went back and listened to the archives. It was awesome. And um, I just want to give a shout out to some of our states here in America, the top 10 states for their, their loyal listenership from February to September 2023. Coming in at number one, the state of Missouri. Number two, everything is bigger in second place, Texas. Number three, this is a shock, Pennsylvania. I I don't really have a, a whole lot of friends in Pennsylvania. I've never preached in Pennsylvania, but this podcast has reached over there to Pennsylvania. Tons of great American history. We love you, Pennsylvania. Thank you for listening. Number four, the Golden State, California, down to Florida, number five, Illinois, number six, Louisiana, Louisiana, number seven, number eight, Mississippi, number nine, Ohio, and number 10, Georgia, right? So we thank you for your loyal listenership. Uh, We're back. We are loud and on demand and uh, getting after it. So, okay, well, enough of that, enough about me, and I'm starting to get emotional here, but I just love my superintendent, Brian Parkey, and him saying that just... mm, motivated me by the way bishop parkey is preaching friday night of general conference 2023 in indianapolis you better believe i'm going to be there i want you to be there he's going to have a phenomenal word for us god is going to move and i'm just excited about what god is doing at general conference Uh, me lord willing my wife and uh, my three kids will be there so we hope to see you there come up and say hello i'd love to meet you and have a little bit of a chit chat okay yeah seriously just come right up on and talk to me. Love to meet you. Okay. I, I feel like <laughs> some people come up to me and talk to me that I've never met. And they talk to me as if they, as if I know them. Cause you know, they know me cause I'm pretty personable here on this podcast. Talk a lot about my life. <laughs> and it's funny. They talk to me as if I know them and I'm like, I have no idea who you are, but you've been listening to me for the last three years. <laughs> so I want to listen to you. Hey, uh, let's get to some um, some subjects of interest uh, here in our time and season. You know, this is an election year, right? And so a lot of things usually happen during election years. Some of it, I think, is staged. But I don't know. I think election years in America, the spirit world uh, starts going in circles. And there's fighting for thrones and balances of power and things like that. So you're going to have weird things happen. So we've been having fires. Or then the Hawaiian Islands, horrible, just horrible. We've got this Ukraine and Russia war, horrible, just horrible. And then you have uh, the the uh, another virus that's emerged, the EG.5. I think they're calling it Iris or Iris. So, yeah, that's happened. And then rumors of more viral lockdowns and climate change lockdowns and all of this stuff just for an election. So I'm sitting back here wondering, what, what do I say? And the only thing I can still, that only comes to my mind is what's next? <laughs> That's all I got. What is next? So, yeah, there were bad fires in Hawaii. And uh, I like what uh, Bishop David K. Bernard, our general superintendent, posted on Facebook August 11th, 2023. He said, wildfire destroyed most of, oh, I'm going to mispronounce this, La Anya. 
La Aina. La Aina, Hawaii. They don't even say Hawaii there. They say Hawaii. So I'm sorry I mispronounced that. Hey, forgive me. It says, but but thankfully, UPCI Church was spared. Hmm. Wildfire came within 50 feet of UPC Church in Cedar Park, Texas. But the wind shifted. Firefighters contained it, and the church was spared. Again, that's David K. Bernard, Facebook, August 11th. So yeah, wildfire destroyed a lot in Hawaii, but the UPC church was spared. Big wildfire came within 50 feet of a church in Texas. The wind supernaturally shifted. Firefighters controlled it. The church was spared. So our bishop wrote that. I thought that was a phenomenal report and post. Okay. So I keep on scrolling and uh, get some screenshots also sent to me in a text message from people. And somebody, I'm not going to say the name of this person. Um, this person on Facebook posted on August 14th, 2023. They said, I don't think a church building being spared from a fire while people's house and livelihoods all around it are devastated is a testimony. Let the church take the fire and the people in their homes be spared. That would be a testimony worthy of ransom and the savior of the world. Hmm. So Brother Bernard is giving God the glory that our church is spared in the midst of a fire. But another individual, we'll just call her a minister's wife, is saying that's not a testimony. I think it'd be better if all the churches were burned and and everybody else's homes and livelihood would be spared. That would be a better testimony. So it's like Jesus on the cross, suffering, bleeding, and dying so you and I wouldn't have to be destroyed in hell and the church buildings become the same thing. Instead of being crucified, our buildings are burned for the uh, well-being and structural integrity of all the homes and livelihood of everybody else. So that's what they think would be a better testimony. Uh, <laughs> and people commented. I couldn't believe it. People also feel that way. They're, they would rather have their church burn you know, than the, than the, than the apartment complex up the road. Let our church burn and let us suffer in their behalf. We'll, we'll take on the reproach of uh, fires. So how do you feel? Um, I'm with Brother Bernard on this. I'd <laughs> I think it's a more powerful testimony for everything else to be destroyed and the church of the living God to, uh, to still be intact. I'd rather everybody else be laid off and the, and the people of the church still be blessed. I'd rather the, the righteous not suffer with the unrighteousness. Okay, that's how I feel. And maybe you don't feel that way, but I'll tell you this. The Bible says God makes the sun rise. God, God makes the sun rise on the evil and the good. And he also sends rain on the just and the unjust. Matthew chapter five. So nature's going to do weird things to good and bad people with the sun and with the rain and also with fire. Okay. So, uh, you know, a flood destroys the earth. Who is saved? The righteous. Hmm? Okay. Sodom and Gomorrah. Fire. Hail, fire, brimstone, all of that. Rains out of the sky. Who is saved? Righteous lot. Okay. Um, I don't know how much else clear I can, I can get this for you. In, in Revelation, uh, the elect are marked and saved and not destroyed with the judgments of heaven. So, but if you would rather have your church building be destroyed and you're posting about it, you better be ready for that. 
Because every word you speak out of your mouth, angels are there to hear, and they'll give a report to heaven. And you know what? They'll test you with your words. So choose your words wisely, okay? So it's easy to look at this Hawaii thing and be like, duh, the God judge them. You know, Hurricane Katrina, all the, the horrible flooding in Louisiana. You know, it's easy to, you know, those uh, tsunamis that hit, uh, earthquakes, all of these horrible things that happen, these natural disasters. It's easy to wonder, is God even real when you see disasters? Well, when, when there's no disaster, is it easy to feel, oh, God is real. It's just the way nature is. Ever since the fall of mankind, nature does weird things. Earth just groans because it knows what's coming. It's groaning. It knows the fire's coming. It knows the judgment is coming. It knows the demons out of the Euphrates River are going to be released. It knows, it knows, it knows that Satan has come down in wrath. So earth is groaning for the coming of the Lord. So, but I would rather be protected. I would rather be spared. I would rather be marked and protected from uh, all of the horrible things of this world in Jesus' name. I still, to this day, ever since those George Floyd riots, I pray all the time over this church, other churches, protect us from vandalism, arson, and theft. I don't want anything to happen to this campus, and anything could. You know, you hear horror stories of old Hammond B3s burning the churches down because the organist left it on. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't want my church destroyed with a tornado. We get those around here, a fire, anything like that. Okay, so, but if you feel differently, uh, God bless you, and uh, we'll see how you feel when it happens, okay? All right, on over to the Russia-Ukraine war. So, it's been kind of quiet about it. I, I don't think there's much news to sell, either that or uh, they're just shutting down the news and, and the world can't know what's really going on there, or they're, they're waiting and, you know, kind of emotionally manipulating the public with journalism. I don't know, but... There was an interesting pattern that somebody saw. I think it might have been um, Bishop Edwin Harper might have been the first to talk about this. I, that's the first I, person I heard of it. He may have gotten it from somebody else. I don't know the original source. Who saw this? But there is a, an interesting pattern in this current Russia-Ukraine war and in the connection to World War I and World War II. It's called the number 68 pattern. Okay, so listen closely. World War I began on the 28th of July, 1914. So you take that date and the numbers there, breaking them up. 28, 7, 19, and 14. Add them together, and you get 68. World War II began on January 9th, or excuse me, excuse me, correction, the 1st of September 1939. So you take 1, 9, 19, and 39, add it together, and you get 68. The Russia-Ukraine war began on the 24th of February, 2022. You take 24, plus 2, plus 20, plus 22, you get 68. So yeah, World War One, add up the date, 68. World War Two, add up the date, 68. Russia-Ukraine war, add up the date, you get 68. Coincidence? I don't think so. There's all kinds of patterns that are happening right here and now, and it's because the spirit world is involved with this. So you can see the patterns of God with the creation of angels and earth and all the common designs. That the works of the devil have common designs. So the spirit world is active in all of this. 
So World War I began on July 28, 1914. Okay, the Eastern Europe, the big political uproar. Germany sinks the USA, Lusitania, on February 1st, 1917. And then we enter the war on April 16th, 1917. So it took three years there just about for us to get into the war. So right now, I think slowly but surely America is getting sucked into this war. Other nations are getting sucked into this war. Before you know it, we might see a domino effect. I've been praying against it. I'm worried about it. I don't don't really want war. I don't. But, I mean, you you attack us, you know, Pearl Harbor, we hit you back. 9-11, there could have been more a muscular response there. But you know what? We we hit them back. And here, something's going to happen to to something American. I feel it. I sense it. It may not be till 2025. But 2020, this decade, the 20s, was not supposed to be the decade of vision. It was the it was the, it's now the decade of being vexed and vaxed. But ultimately, the church is going to come out in victory. Praise the Lord. Even if there is a domino effect from Russia invading Ukraine, it caused uh, North Korea to invade South Korea, China to invade Taiwan. And then oof, Iran invades Israel. God help us. So uh, pray for the earth. Pray. Let us stay the madness. Let there not be nation rising against nation. Pray, pray, pray. We know we know what's going on. We know what's happening. It's the signs of the end, okay? But just pray. Keep your eyes on the Lord. You know, then you have this pestilence. Coronavirus, COVID-19. There's another variant, Iris. They're calling it a descendant of Omicron. <laughs> okay, now the original COVID, I had it. I lost my sense of smell, never got it back. Fully, completely. I get smells here and there. And I hate it because a few things don't taste right to me. I used to love Coke. Oh, it was delicious. But now it tastes like hairspray. But Dr. Pepper tastes all the more better. So we're a Dr. Pepper drinker now. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, it just kind of attacked your sinuses and your lungs. You'd get a raging fever and raging headaches. But I'm really worried about this iris because they're saying it, it, it attacks the GI. Uh, lots and lots of diarrhea. Lots and lots and lots and lots of vomiting. <laughs> So it's spreading around. I'm hearing it breaking out in churches everywhere. So what am I saying in all of this uh, fires, war, pestilence? Remember what Jesus said. Lift up your heads for your redemption draws nigh. Don't be worried when you see these things. Instead, let it encourage you. It's a sign that God is coming back. Justin Gleason is back podcasting, and Jesus Christ is coming back to take us all to heaven. I love all of you. God bless you. We hope to see you at General Conference 2023 in Indianapolis, Indiana.